Pickaxe. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome back to High Rollers, a Dungeons and Dragons campaign in the world of Erois. Run by Dungeon Master Mark Sherlock Humes with me, Tom Blank, Kila Kadkalar, the Bard slash Cleric. I am Chris Trot, I'm playing Lucius Viren Elowin Elanastio, and I am a High Elf Sorcerer. Hi, I'm Rhiannon, I'm playing Sentry, I am a Guardian Paladin. Hi, I'm Katie, I'm playing Ayla, a Wild Elf Barbarian. And I'm Kim, I'm playing Nova, who is an Air Ganassi, and she is a Hexblade Warlock. For those of you that are unaware, High Rollers had a campaign prior to Erois called Lightfall, and you can check that out on our YouTube channel, High Rollers D&D. The reason I'm telling you this now is because that campaign started on January 17th, 2016, three years ago. So with that, today's episode is also a celebration of three years of High Rollers. We had party poppers, hats, colourful balloons, cakes, you name it. That shouldn't interrupt the episode, but I thought you'd like to join the milestone. So thank you everyone that's followed us for three years, and if you're a new listener, hopefully we'll see you for three more. We're sponsored by D&D Beyond. Check the link in the description to start digitising your campaign. Trust me, you won't regret it. Anyway, on to the episode. Lucius, Quill and Nova are starting to get interested in the lowland sport, Spell Clash. Hello, old Tom Hazel. Oh, no. You do this, you get mad at me when I don't do oh, the intro for the podcast right. properly. Yeah, okay, no, let's start again. Right, <laughs> there we go. Uh, so, welcome back to Erois. Let's do a quick recap on what happened last week. So, for a quick recap, our party of adventurers, having survived an airship crash in the dangerous lowlands, have made their way to a small city of Cayley's Rest on the continent of Suvona. Each of the party have their own goals and tasks within the city. Lucius, with the help of Nova and Quill, um, had uh, confronted some difficult personal matters at the Wayspire, a messenger post used for sending out letters and packages across Erois. Sentry, the Guardian, had met uh, several other Guardians uh, for the first time since her reactivation. These sentient constructs with limited lifespans, and they learn that one of them is nearing the end of their time. The others have suggested that they know someone who can claim to how to prolong Guardian's lifespan, but the details aren't clear, and that is a matter still to be resolved. A storm had been brewing over the last few days, and Ayla, the wild elf barbarian with strange storm-based powers, met with Kalo Otoma, an orc priest of the goddess Zephyr. The orc challenged Ada, Ayla to a no-holds-fight test uh, to see, basically, her, to test her willingness to put everything at risk to get the answers she's looking for. After being struck by a mortal blow, Ayla had visions of the goddess herself, 
who told Ayla that some answers would be close at hand and that the Abbey held an elf similar to Ayla herself. Nova, Quill, and Lucius had stopped off at Apothecaries to stock up on some supplies, uh, where they met a centaur kind of herbalist called Rosemeadow um, before investigating a lowland sport called Spell Clash. Mm. Um, and they'd made their way from the herbalists to find the Spell Clash arena. I can tell you it is the 25th of Palace, which is uh, the first cycle in the period known as the Long Night. Uh, the weather is still abysmal. There are dark grey clouds overhead. The rain has been non-stop for the last two days, three days. Um, and there is a heavy wind that blows through the streets. Unlike the other roads in Cayley's Rest, North Street has been laid out with stones, and the ongoing storm has not turned it into a slurry of mud as the rest of the city has become. The buildings on either side of the street are well kept and have ornate signs and coloured windows. And hidden, be- hidden behind these uh, houses and merchant homes is a large domed building. Across the, uh, across the domed surface, glyphs and runes of various coloured magic shift and pulse. And from the inside, we can hear an echoing cheer of hundreds. Outside the dome itself, a small fenced-off area contains a target range, and a few several other smaller buildings have been positioned, and dozens of young citizens are clustered around them, excitedly talking, watched over by a squadron of six or so armed guards in a livery of purple and silver. Lucius, Nova, Quill, and Valor all stand at the entrance to this large open plaza, looking at the large dome with its glowing glyphs before you. Um, you can see that there are, yeah, there's these small buildings. You can see the large dome itself, and there's entryways, kind of like a classic, like, arena, um, kind of carved into it. This is spectacular. There wasn't so much rain in my eyes causing so much stinging pain. <laughs> I'd be crying right now. No, I am crying. No, it's, it's real tears. <laughs> that is real tears. Because from the rain, it's hurting. Uh, I haven't maybe. had this much rain. Lucius, you don't have to look up. If you just look normally, then... <laughs> yeah, so your, big. Your cowboy hat has a wide enough brim yes. that it won't go in your yes. eyes. But I flicked it up so I could see the whole dome. Okay. Let's so, flick it down. Yeah. I mean, right. it is very official. It's very grandiose for such a, I mean, small town, isn't it? Is I mean, yeah. It, I mean, Cali's Rest isn't a small town. It's it's more like a small city. Okay. It has like big stone walls. It's quite a few districts. Like it's quite stadium, large. Like. Well, it's. I mean, this. It, it, this probably houses like maybe 200 people. It's not that big. It's not oh, okay. like the O2 Arena. Yeah. You know, it's not <laughs> Wembley Stadium. Um, it, it's, you know, kind of like a small theatre almost. It's just built under this huge stone dome. Okay. It's um, like the Hippodrome in Bristol. Kind of, yeah. It's, it's a local kind of theatre arena kind of okay. uh, area. Okay. Um, and then the smaller buildings look to be offices maybe or uh, waiting rooms maybe for the actual uh, wizards who are participating. Mm-hmm. But from the sounds of the cheering, you can hear this kind of, you know, that deep vibrating cheer of the sounds of hundreds of people like clapping and shouting is kind of reverberating out from this stone dome. There's obviously something is going on inside. Yeah. We, we should definitely watch. I'm not too sure about taking part, you know? Yeah, taking... you'd be amazing at it. No, it's just too many people. But... You didn't expect it to be this big. Your spells are cool, though, and I doubt there's another, what are you, dichromancier? Yes. Let's go with that. <laughs> yes. Dichromancy. What are, what are you? Color magic. A dichromancer. Dichromancer. Cool. Yes. I mean, uh, do, they, do they let people like me in there with, with like light spells and things like that? I don't, know, I don't really know what it is. I don't know what's happening. Let's go find out, buddy. Yeah, we should okay. definitely go watch. Let's sure. go have a look 
see. I mean, how much is it going to be to get a seat in there? Uh, well, you've, you're kind of stood at the entrance of this plaza. Like, you can see that there are like signs and posters and stuff like that. Okay. Let's go ask! And I'm going to go <laughs> up to the nearest person who looks like they're responsible. Okay. okay, yeah, so the, probably the nearest person that looks responsible is there are guards in this kind of purple and silver, silver livery and they've got halberds, you can see them with these long sort of like tall axe-bladed pole arms. Um, and they're kind of scanning the crowd and the crowd is mainly like, you can see kind of citizens aged between anywhere from like young adult to teenager kind of era and they're kind of all hovering around one of these smaller buildings and they're kind of like trying to peer in through the windows and you can see that they've got like little books um, and like little, you know, pencils and stuff like that. Um, you approach one of the guards, uh, and he kind of looks down. He's like, hello there. Can I help you? Hello, good sir. We are new to this town and Clearly. new to this sport, and we wish to know more. Well, and he points towards the dome where you can see there are kind of several of these archways. Uh, he says, like, well, tickets and general inquiries are down there. This is for the jewelers themselves. And he kind of gestures to the, the little kind of buildings. <gasps> How many Jewelists. people are in there? How many jewelists? Uh, there's currently about three or four waiting for their matches. Oh. Can we have a look? In here? No. Why not? This is for duelists only. Oh, right. <laughs> How do we sign up? If we were interested. He points to the dome. He's like, well, there is um, the arcanist's uh, assistant is around somewhere. She'll be near the ticket area. Um, you can inquire with her if you're uh, looking to become duelists yourself. And he kind of smiles. Thank you so much. Is oh, it? Bernie, we could take part. We could, can we? Is it? Maybe you could take part. There is certainly, I'd buy, he kind of like <clears throat> coughs for a moment. I am obliged to indicate that there is a risk of harm, but of course we take the utmost safety precautions and all of our mages are trained in first aid, uh-huh. and we take the safety of our duelists and of the audience to the highest standard. Okay. If someone passes out, do you stop the match? And, and He's okay. like, I think you should perhaps go and watch a match, then you'll understand. Okay. Right. Okay. Do you sell popcorn? I don't know what that is. Okay. Oh no, not the new noodles. <laughs> <laughs> gestures. And you can see, um, as you kind of, if you begin making your way over towards the dome, uh, you can see that inside there is like these short corridors which lead into like an inner arena, and that there are these kind of holes, kind of like um, cloakroom kind of like little kind of areas. Uh, and there is a sign that indicates that uh, a general admission ticket is one silver piece, um, and that is for the matches for the day. So you can go oh. and come back um, and watch any later matches and yeah. stuff. Well, that's cheap. For a, for a commoner, it's probably quite expensive. It's like, you know, but for yeah. you guys, ad- adventurers or anybody wealthy like merchants, it's kind of nothing. Uh, for just a general admission ticket. Um, you can see there are like VIP tickets and stuff like that. As well. How much is VIP? Uh, VIP is about 10 gold, but it includes <laughs> like an actual booth and food and drink. Popped corn? Uh, no popped corn. <laughs> it's, uh, they are, it is thinly sliced fried potato. I'm oh. down for that. Dauphin What's that called? Uh, I don't think it would have a name. Thinly sliced <laughs> potato. Like fried fried potatoes would probably just be what it's crispy. Called. Yeah. Are they salty and vinegary? <laughs> they are they are quite salted. Uh, you can get them sometimes with with cheese as well. Cheese. Oh, we're talking oh. crisps. They're kinda like chips crisps kind of. Cheesy deal. cheesy chips. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Stop making the that's the the spell clash. Snack of choice. It's the, the nachos of Spell Clash. Are they sponsored <laughs> Spell Clash? There's <laughs> yeah. a specific company. That's yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, you go up and there is a there is a uh, human male. I'd say like a young human man, like maybe in his twenties, 
You can see that he's he's kind of got like very ornate looking wizard robes, but it's clearly a uniform, like they're quite cheaply made. And he's like, hello, welcome, welcome to Spell Clash. How can I help you? Hi. 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 We'd like tickets to the show, please. Oh, of course. There's a match currently uh, just about to start, actually. Uh, so just for the four of you? Mm-hmm. And he gestures mm-hmm. to you three and Valor. It's like, well, that's four silver for General, please. Hey. Uh, I'll count four. Is, uh, is, is General more, more dangerous? For the audience? No, yes. no, no, of course not, sir. You're completely safe. Okay, good. Uh, the, the match takes place within the arena itself, which is magically warded. You're perfectly safe, cool. I can assure you. Good, good. I don't want to be hit by a wayward missile, you know. Oh, no, 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 of course not, sir. No, we have a barrier which protects the audience from any flung projectiles, fireballs, lightning bolts. None of that, none of that will actually harm the audience, okay. of course. What are the rules? Oh, well, uh, he's like, would you like a program? They're one copper apiece. Yes! Okay. I'd love a program. It'll slide over a, a program. Ah, for look a at the quality. And it's it's a very uh, you can see it's being made on a, a printing press, like a proper printing press. Um, and it's kind of got that old westy kind of like the text is quite narrow and thin, but there's all these kind of very beautiful illustrations, full color illustrations mm. of Art Nouveau wizards kind of like shooting lightning bolt from their hands, wow. like wielding wands. Look at that Nova. Um, very very elegant aesthetic. Um, and in it, it does describe the rules of Spell Clash. Uh, it kind of phrases it in very flowery language, um, but generally, I've got to find out my notes. Uh, it distills down to a couple of points. The first thing is uh, it it makes a big deal out of reassuring you that it's completely safe. Uh, Spell Clash is a completely safe sport for both duelists and audience. Oh, good. Uh, it, uh, the People magical like wards put in place protect everybody from duelists to audience, no matter where they are. Uh, each duelist is, equ- is, uh, is enshr- enshrouded with the Spell Clash Shield, a unique magical spell developed just for Spell Clash arenas. Once a Spell Clash Shield has been broken, that, the ju- that duelist loses, um, and the other is declared the winner. Almost anything goes in Spell Clash. Any spells of any color or style, magic, cr- magical creations, fireballs, explosions of light, um, enchantments, and more. Any mage who harms another uh, Spell Clash duelist after their shield is broken is automatically disqualified. Mm. Um, an enchantment, and it says, Poisons. for enchantments, see nearest referee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Indicating that there is some more rules that the audience would need to know. Um, but generally you get the idea that basically two mages go in, they have these shields, and what? it's the first exactly. person to break the other person's shield is the winner, basically, is the general gist you get from it. Okay. Um, uh, just from the audience program, obviously there'd be more mm. dedicated rules if you're up. So I like point at one of the illustrations, like this one seems. Is he playing today? Is he in the the? the game? Uh, those illustrations are non-specific. Uh, we oh. didn't want to give anybody um, a certain ego boost by putting them on the on the programs. Oh, so who's playing today? So the match that's coming up now uh, is Wraith versus Enchantress Persephone. Yeah. Yeah, those are good names. Uh, the other, the other matches probably won't be taking place till much later, and they're still sorting out. Because it's all in the program, though, isn't it? Ask. Yeah, it does. Well, it, it has like the match. It, it says for the later ones, like to be determined. And you imagine that they sell more programs later on. I'll take ten programs. Ten programs? <laughs> yes, please. No, not ten. Car- no, we don't want ten no, current we programs. Don't, no, no. We- but we give them to the rest of the group. Oh, well, that aren't here. Oh, well, uh, well that would be ten copper pieces, sir. Yes. Well, that's a silver piece, basically. Yes. I okay. calculated He like, pulls out a stack and he's like, of course, sir, happy to help. <laughs> Lays them all out. This thing's going to be so exciting. We could all flick through it later. <laughs> okay. 
Maybe we'll get and some he says, signatures. He's like, and he kind of like eyes you and he, he takes the tickets back and he gets you a new set of tickets. He's like, for buying extra programs, I've given you some good seats. Oh, oh thank, thank you. you. Like gives you a wink and he's like, enjoy the show. So wait, his name is Wraith? The one of the, sp- yes, the duelist, Wraith, yes. That's his actual name? It's his spell clash name. They do that? That's of course, yes. Being being larger than life is a big part of spell clash. Wow. Um, You'll love this. Never. Yes. What shape is a silver piece? I haven't seen one before. Um, well, <laughs> show me what you are. Discreetly. It's it's not really a shape, it's just made of silver. <laughs> so it's just a coin. It's 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 a silver coin, but it's probably got like um it would be a I guess the money that you've mainly had so far would be gold. And platinums. Yeah, and also, but you've been getting changed I have been from Savona. Because kind of... your gold and platinum is uh, marked with sky, with Gusthaven, Gusthaven markings. It's still accepted, but it's kind of like Scottish notes and English notes, right? Like they have the different colors. Um, all your silver pieces are Legal stamped thing. with, on one side is a um, crown, and on the other side is three female figures kind of stood next to each other. And that appears on all the Savonan coins. I've got six. Silver or five now? Five of those. Yeah. That's all you've got. Oh, this is this is a silver piece, is it? Yeah. Is this all you have? Yes. Wait. Total? What happened to all your gold and platinum? Well, we spent it all, didn't we? All? What did you spend? The, you had a hundred gold back. Did I? Yeah. After the Christmas. Oh wait. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pouch back here with all the goldies. Okay. If you lose any more money, that's it. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> that once it's gone, it's gone. There it is. Okay. Oh. These ones. Yeah. So the little, the little silver. You want one, one of these, sir? Little Good silvery. Sir. No, the little silvery one, not the gold. Yes, no, not yes. the. Oh yes, that was gold. <laughs> Never mind. This one okay. takes it. It's like okay, lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> he just like smiles and is like, yes, thank you, three, sir. Three forty. Well, Customer service. <laughs> You would have taken the gold. Go to our seats. Um, let's go, let's go, let's go. So as you begin making your way down, you can see that the, the seats are all the kind of like stone seats um, enshrouded in a, in a semicircle around what you can see to be a large stone, maybe like 60 feet by 60 feet cube um, with a kind of shimmering wall of force all around the edges, like a cube. Mm. Inside on the stone platform, you can see large rocks. There are kind of like fake trees, kind of like natural terrain has been sculpted around to kind of create this uh, visage of a battle. So Pokemon. Yeah. So is it it's a very Pokemon Stadium element to it. Oh, yeah. Kind of semicircle yes. thing with these tiered seats. So it's a large arena then? It's quite a large arena. It's okay. 60 feet for the main thing, and then you've probably got about another 30, 40 feet all around the edges of just oh, seating. Okay. Um, and you can see that overhead there are magical lights, kind of like your dancing lights, but they seem to be permanent, mm-hmm. which are shining down and kind of creating spotlights and kind of you know magical effects. You can and see there's flashing, almost like an aurora. There's waving around. Lots of different <laughs> colors. It spins around. Yeah, yeah all of that stuff. Oh. Um, and it's kind of, it's very over the top. Um, and inside, like, the same glowing runes all kind of run up the walls mm-hmm. and kind of spin down onto the other side. And all around, you can see different citizens of Cali's Rest. You can see merchants, you can see artisans that have brought their families. And, you know, the, the seats as they go further back, you imagine, are probably cheaper seats. Um, but your seats are quite near the front. They're not at the front. They're at a good position kind of in that midway range where you've got a good view of the whole arena. Is there any, like, tall Dragonborn or Goliath in front of us? Not in front of you, okay, no. Good. No. <laughs> Um, in fact, most of the people here are humans, dwarves, and then things like half-elves, a couple of halflings, that sort of thing. Nice. Um, it's mainly Savonan races you see around you. Uh, and it's not long after taking your seats that there is this kind of like, 
deep booming voice that seems to be magically projected and kind of coming down from the ceiling seemingly from nothing as if a rope just appears out of nothing and then sliding down it is a very very well dressed halfling ma- uh, half elf with slicked black hair um, and he is holding some sort of like jewel encrusted wand very much like a microphone um, <laughs> and he speaks into it and he just is Ladies and gentlemen, Kaylee's Rest, welcome to Spellclash! And there's a big sort of like, cheering roar. Um, And Valor, you can see that Valor (laughs) is just amazed. She sat there like, she doesn't know where to look, like she's just overwhelmed. Valor, did you see the. She's just amazed out of nowhere. And she's just like, eyes are like wide going everywhere. Stop jittering. It's ridiculous. Um, (laughs) Like the whole seat is vibrating. It's just like you can fear it, and it's just like. (laughs) Are you ready to see a war of arcane phenomena? I'm so ready! Are you ready <laughs> in particular for a spell surging slaughter fest? What? what? A, a war? Uh, the crowd is just like, <laughs> like going crazy. They were like stomping as well as so the entire it's like thing. Stomping, is. clapping. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can have that going if you want. Um, and he turns, he's like, our first competitor, the Necromancer, the Master of Darkness. Well, this will be Persephone. Ray! No, Ray, Ray, yeah. <laughs> and this kind of swirling black mist kind of appears on the platform, and very much like Reaper kind of teleporting in, this kind of cloaked figure with these oh big twin God. horns okay. uh, kind of appears. This low kind of like, you know, uh, there's no music. There's this low like hood, and you can see this kind of like angled features kind of poking in. And this kind of figure with this curved <laughs> scimitar kind of appears, um, and you just hear like the crowd roaring. People are booing, but people are also cheering, like a real kind of wrestling what vibe. An entrance! Mm. Wow. Going against him, the queen of beauty, the lady of enchantment, Enchantress Persephone! And flying on a broom from the ceiling comes this woman with this long blonde hair, this very skimpy pink outfit, tall thigh-high boots, long slender staff in one hand, comes zipping down onto the fan, and the crowd are cheering. There's loads of like men like throwing flowers and things, trying to get them near the arena. Um, And it's this big spectacle. Yeah, it just literally (laughs) does. It just hits the barrier and slides. Down. And you can see that there are attendants like going around scooping up stuff that's thrown down. Um, Is there anyone I could identify that flying spell? Um, yeah, you can make an Arcana check. I want to see if it's fake. I need some Thirteen. Dice. You will need some dice, Chris Trot. Yes. <laughs> Uh, 13, you don't get the impression that it's fake, you think it is a magical effect, but you're not sure if it's coming from her or if it's like an enchanted item, it could be an enchanted um, staff. I was wondering if I could see like some wires holding her up, (laughs) gliding her in. There's definitely a lot of magic going on, the same when when he made his appearance, it was some sort of teleportation. So if I use identify magic, I'm going to go blind. Uh, If you cast detect magic in here, there will be a lot of magic. Everything (laughs) is magic. Um, The... Match itself, it begins by having two robed attendants come out, and you can see that they're older than anybody else you've seen. They're probably in their like 50s, 60s, a man and a woman. They come out, silvery kind of beard, silver like, you know, graying hair. They come out and they're holding these ornate wands uh, that are made from purple kind of like metal and silver trimmings. 
and they go up to both of the two duelists, as they're called, um, and they begin weaving this ritual, which takes about 10 minutes. Um, during this time, the two duelists are doing the classic thing of like, Wraith is just like, I'm gonna destroy. It's <laughs> like giving it all up. And, and Chantress Persephone's like, I can't lose when my fans love me so much. And the crowd all cheers. Yeah. And they're playing up to the crowd, but it's actually kind of just to kill time whilst this ritual is being cast on them. As soon as it's finished, this barrier, which flickers for a moment and then turns invisible, of blue energy surrounds both of them. Um, and then they're both led to opposite ends of the, the battle arena itself. We could never be duelists. No. We don't have the pizzazz. That's we can, however. I mean, have you seen how you're dressed? Yeah. <laughs> you look just as flashy and gaudy as these guys. I don't have an entrance, though. You could think of one. Mm. I could get a broom. You all could. Lucas, like, one gold. I think Ray's going to win. I, do, I did find my gold pocket. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Three gold. Three on what? I'm just upping the bet. I'm jittering a lot. So you think <laughs> Persephone's going to win? The other one, yes. Okay, fine. Three gold. Three gold. Okay. I bet Wraith. Yes, I, I bet the Enchantress. Nova. Hmm? This is all the group fun. It's great. <laughs> is it? I bet 300. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just looking around looking for a person selling uh, fried potatoes. You can, yep, it's, uh, it's about a copper. Yeah. Are they throwing them? For a like small portion. American no, it's baseball. like, it's kind of like, um, like a, a bag, like a little kind of uh, paper bag. Um, and it comes with, you know, fried potatoes in there, a little nice. bit of sprinkling of salt, like rock salt nice. on it. Okay. Oh. Copper, copper piece, yeah. if you want one of those. Uh, the match itself begins very, very quickly. Uh, you're kind of waiting, you expect some pomp, you expect some sort of signal, but really just the announcer kind of uh, leaves, the, leaves the cube, and then there is just a, Spell duelists, begin! And then it just goes. Um, you watch as the Enchantress weaves some sort of spell over herself and her form just speeds up and rapidly she moves around the battlefield. Seeming sensing it, uh, Wraith kind of waits for a moment, closes his eyes and then teleports uh, a short distance away just as an enormous lightning bolt scorches across the platform, smashing into the barrier and you can hear this crackle of energy erupt. The crowd just goes nuts um, as you see Wraith kind of appear just out of the way. He turns around and a thin beam of greenish energy strikes the Enchantress despite her sped up form. Yay. You can see she's no! kind of like, she stumbles for a moment as the barrier begins kind of, you can see some cracks kind of appearing. Wraith is just like, <laughs> you're not so fast after all, Persephone. Yes, she is! <laughs> Sorry. And then she, kind of, she just kind of like smirks and you can see her form, you can definitely see that she's kind of poisoned or something, but then she smirks and she just looks back, clicks her fingers as Wraith's form like, Ugh! and she's just like, no, no, my dear Wraith. I was just waiting for you to get out of the way of that first spell so I could hold you in place. Um, and then you can no! see these like <laughs> And then she kind of brings her arms up and she's just and this kind of four bolts of purple energy kind of bam, 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 slam into Wraith. Magic missile strikes into his shield, sending a bunch of it kind of shattering. He manages to kind of shake himself free, leap to the side, just in time before another lightning bolt across the map. He then throws his hands up. He's like, you're making me use my special moves early, Persephone. That really pisses me off. Evard's black tentacles arise. What? As these black inky tendrils rock 
erupt from the ground and begin smashing around Persephone. She's oh. trying to move, but one of them grips her arm and holds her in place. What sort and of you a can spell see is that? The, uh, the barrier begins breaking chunks of it, and it's you can see the whole thing is now very shattered. It looks very, very weak. She kind of like grunts and manages to summon enough energy to kind of pull her arm free and then teleport about 60 feet to the other side of the arena. Uh-huh. Uh, Wraith turns around, and you can see he's kind of breathing hard, a lot of his magical energy drained. Um, and she raises her hand up, and she uh, raises it up. Let me introduce you to one of my own creation, Wraith. Chain Whip of Adoration! What? As this kind of golden lasso of, uh, of made of almost of like individual small hearts wraps around this kind of shadowy Aww. figure, and then she pulls it tight. He just clutches his mind as his shield. No! <laughs> Amazing. Um, and then he's yanked to the ground, and he kind of is like, Ugh. Ugh. and then the crowd just begins cheering. Persephone! 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 And the announcer comes down, and this whole takes place. It's maybe like a couple of minutes at best, but the whole thing just flashes by in an instant. Um, the winner is crowned, and you can see that Persephone's hand is raised. Um, a bag of gold is brought out and handed to her. Oh. Wraith kind of slinks off uh, towards the entrance to the actual arena itself, and is not heard from again. Um, he's taken out back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> really bad. Not heard from ever again. Oh, took out back and shot. And then the announcer turns around. He's like, Ladies and gentlemen, we've got more exciting spell clash for you coming this evening. And don't forget, the Gold Throne Suvonan tournament is underway. Anybody who's interested in signing up should go and speak with Daphne out of the front desk. Any potential mages, potential spell clash winners out there, make oh, sure you oh, sign oh. up. I'm just gonna hold up. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you hold Lucius's hand up, but there's a bunch of others like kind of like yeah, raising their hands. <laughs> um, and then he just kind of gestures back towards. I'm not the a mage. I'm a sorcerer. So. <laughs> you totally got this! You can totally do this! Smash everyone! Do so it! That level of, like, the, what we just watched, that level, is that anything, is that way beyond anything we've ever done? Mm, make an arcana check. The tentacle. <laughs> strangest roll I've ever done. Uh, seven. Yeah, you're not really sure. Like, there's certainly some magic you recognize. The um, magical missile, like, yeah. you kind of picked up on that one. Um, but there's definitely some powerful magic being thrown. How much more powerful? You don't know. Okay. Um, mm. I mean, it was it was very powerful. And Fala's just like, wow, that was ins- that was crazy. You're going to sign up, right, Lucius? No, I'm terrified. Well, you have to. Why? What about no- Nova Quill? You should sign up too. Well, I mean, Will you I... cast spells. Am I nothing like that? Well, you cast spells, right? I've I'm seen you cast use spells. I'm sword, though. Yeah, but that shoots magic, right? Yes. Well, then I don't see why you couldn't. I mean, it's I a magical have to sword. Check. But I didn't see anyone using swords down there, so True. I'd have to double check if weapons are. Wraith had one, but he never used it. Right. Okay. He had this like curved scimitar. Curved swords. I still stand. Yeah. By my yeah. thing that I didn't see a weapon being okay. used. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm I suppose we can go speak to the Daphne person and, and find out more at least. See what power is required. Hmm. Sure. I mean, if we ever go against Persephone, though. We're done. There's got to be top tier, right? There's got to be some lower tiers that we can... Uh, there's this very kind of like bearded fellow who's like, top tier? <laughs> Not quite, friend. They're kind of average level spell duelists. They're average? The people up in Gold Throne are much more powerful. Really? Yeah. You don't stand a chance, Quill. What? Oh, yeah. Or Nova. Yeah, I guess you could make a, an entry level, I suppose. <laughs> so many young hopefuls entering the sport. It's good to see. I appreciate you calling me young. Yes. You are young. Huh? This guy looks to be about 50. So <laughs> it's like... Thank you. Excellent. I'm glad that my beloved Persephone won. 
You were a fool to bet against her, Birdman. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Uh, how much was it again? That's uh, three gold. Three gold. Put it in the fund. Okay, <laughs> fine. There you go, three gold for the fund. Okay. okay, do I add three? I'll add three. So while you guys are doing that, Ayla and Sentry, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys had just left the Shrine of Zephyr. Um, the rain is still beating down, and whilst there is no more thunder and lightning, the storm is still kind of in place. You're kind of getting the tail ends of it, the heavy winds, the dark storm clouds, and the rain. Um, Ayla, I think you're still wounded, aren't you? You weren't fully healed up. I'm at like half health. So you've got some bruises, and you can feel your muscles half. sore and aching. Because you healed me quite a bit. But that vision of the lightning and the clouds taking that form still kind of fills your head. It's still very fresh in your memory, this feeling of immense power just gripping you, like being almost helpless, like a, like a child in the hands of a parent who could just crush and you wouldn't be anymore. You kind of have this very, very strong feeling that you, you touched with a being beyond your comprehension. Um, Sentry, Kalu is kind of, uh, Kalu Otama, this orc, uh, covered in tattoos. He's still shirtless, um, but he's kind of got his uh, large pike over one shoulder. Um, and he's kind of like leading you on down this very, very muddy track where the rain has just turned this road into thick slurry-like mud. And it's clinging to your boots and you're kind of having to like really like pull your boot, pull your boots <laughs> as you make each step. Um, and he's leading you down East Street, which is a the more worn street in Cali's Rest, and it leads to the east of Suvona. Um, and you can see that it's mainly kind of like lower income artisans and houses and stuff like that. And he's just like, this way, it's not too far now. How are you feeling? Are you okay? I mean, I've been better, but um, that was, uh, I don't know. I have very mixed feelings, Sentry. One hand, badass. Other hand, ow. Yeah, very out. Um, that was terrifying. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know what to do. Um, but I'm, I'm glad you're okay, and I'm glad everything this, this turned out okay. I think. Kind of have a lot of things. I don't know. How long was I out for? I, I had some visions, and there's. You weren't out long. Okay. He kind of turns back. He's just like, a few moments, perhaps. I was watching you, just in case. What did you see? Zephyr. <laughs> he just chuckles deep to himself and then turns back and carries on. So you, you, saw, you saw the goddess? Yeah, I spoke to her. I, d I, I don't really know, but apparently there's someone in the city that kind of might have similar powers. But fire powers? Interesting. He said they would be at the abbey. We should definitely go and investigate. I mean, how, do you feel any closer to knowing more about yourself? Um, well, I know for sure that it's definitely the, the Lair de Lan. I've heard this twice now. It's a, a group of clans. I just don't know which one is mine still. Kali talks as he's kind of still walking. He's like, Zephyr is not one to just give you all the answers straight away. Zephyr does not just give out easy answers. She will give you what you need to begin the journey. She'll give you a hint in the right direction, but that's it. It's definitely more of a hint than I had before, so... Yeah. Top notch so far. I suspect if she spoke to you, then there must be a deep connection there. She is not the type to speak to just anyone. There must be something about you or 
this mission that you have that is important to this storm chaser. So, I suspect that if you continue down this path, you'll cross paths with her again. He kind of smiles and this big tusk kind of like sticks out of his half-cocked grin. Well, I hope it's less painful next time, though I kind of doubt that. Well, that depends. The storm chaser is fickle. I can't promise you that it will be safe for certain. Nothing in life that is worth doing is ever safe. <laughs> True. Anyway, we're here, and he gestures to this kind of run-down bar. Um, it's got like a little sign out of it which holds like a chalice, like a little magical chalice uh, with a wand. And it's called, in text, it has the magician's cup. Um, this place would not normally be where I go, but it's got some interesting characters, which I like to feel uh, livens up the place. Do guardians drink? And he kind of turns to you. Well, I can appear to drink if it makes you feel more comfortable. I don't uh, need no, to. No, it's uh, not for my comfort. This place does have a few surprises, uh, but... I mean, I'm a sailor. I like to drink. <laughs> but do not feel that you need to keep pace with me. Does it have a warm fire? I suspect within stormy nights like this. Well, then Sounds perfect. Fine. All right. And then perhaps you and I should speak more, Ela of the Laird Alarm. Yeah, I think we should. And then he leads you inside. You were kind of met by this strong smell of sweat and kind of three-day-old beer that kind of just mingles mm. in the air together. Mm. The floor is covered with a thick straw to kind of soak up, uh, like, mud and rain, um, but there is hard flooring underneath it. It looks like the straw has been recently kind of, like, spread out. Uh, there is a fire, not large, but warm, uh, a stone fire, around which there is at least one very grubby-looking artisan who's kind of, like, sat in front of it holding, like, a clay mug, just nursing a beer. Uh, there is a long bar of wood behind which a very kind of surly-looking dwarf with very rough-looking hair and a rough-looking beard in a very loose uh, tunic and vest is kind of polishing some ceramic cups. And then you can see a vague human shape at the end of the bar that's just slumped over it, passed out, dead cold. Um, and he's kind of... You notice him because his hair is a very stark white um, and it's just this long white hair, and you can just see this kind of like bundled out over this kind of like loose tunic and cloak, and he's just passed out on the bar itself. Uh, and Callow is like, <laughs> oh, this place reminds me of uh, many good memories. Uh, yeah, it's cool, Steve. Yeah, we know. <laughs> um, okay, should we uh, try and take a break? Because I feel like it's going to be more irritating if we take a break now, or less irritating if we take a break now yeah, and get it fixed. Okay, so for those of you watching on Twitch, podcast listeners, this won't affect you. Mm. Uh, but, but for those of you watching on Twitch, because of these issues, we're going to try and take a break and get it fixed now um, so we can continue playing properly. So sorry about this, guys. Uh, technical problems, but we'll try and get it fixed, and we'll see you in a few minutes. See ya. Hey, thanks for listening to part one of this episode. Really sorry it's such a short one. We had some pretty bad technical difficulties on the stream, so had to take a break to fix them. Part two will be longer to make up for it. This episode featured a fan art video, so if you want to see what some of our incredible community has made for us, then check it out on our YouTube channel. Just search High Rollers D&D. Also, make sure you check out D&D Beyond with the link in the description. And we'll see you for part two of this episode on Thursday. We'll see you then. Mm-hmm.